What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Neighborhood, and thank you for spending part of your day with us today. If you're a returning listener, thank you and welcome back. And if this happens to be your first episode, thank you and welcome to the show. On this episode, we're talking about Diablo 4. Welcome to the podcast where two longtime friends and sometimes a guest talk about their favorite games from the perspective of an average player. My name is Andrew Kimball. And I'm Dylan Wren. And we are your friendly neighborhood gamers. Diablo 4 is a 2023 multiplayer-only action role-playing game developed and published by Blizzard Entertainment. It is the fourth main installment in the Diablo series. Players create a character from one of five playable classes, Barbarian, Druid, Necromancer, Rogue, or Sorcerer, and use their skills to complete quests through combat. Staple features return from previous installments in the franchise, such as a focus on replayable, procedurally generated dungeons and loot-focused character building while also featuring mechanics new to the series, including an open world and player-versus-player combat. Diablo 4 received generally positive reviews from critics who praised the dark atmosphere, engaging narrative, and replay value. Is that accurate, Dylan? I assume this was pulled from Wikipedia. and that No, this... of course not. I did real research. Okay. But the, the whole where, multiplayer wait, where only... where did you pull it from? <laughs> oh, Wikipedia. The <laughs> multiplayer only part makes me think that some angsty, whiny baby gamers have oh. been editing it because it's not multiplayer only it's online only and they like to harp on the fact that it's like oh it's multiplayer but i don't want to be a multiplayer i want it to be single player so that's the energy i'm bringing to this episode if you if you like to dump on diablo 4 you can just turn this off because i'm not going to agree with you <laughs> so uh so dylan got his first well actually out of the way right at the top there <laughs> But before we go much deeper into this and get to experience all the fun that Dylan has planned for us, apparently, we have to uh, introduce the other Capricorn in the room. Dylan's sister Delaney is joining us on this episode. How you doing, Delaney? I was better before I was reduced to Dylan's sister. Uh, well, I did call you my fellow Capricorn. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Okay. So it's like a little bit of an upper, a little bit of a downer. Now you're back to where you started. Yeah. I, I guess it's like that a sandwich kind of, kind of mellowed me out there. It's like a sandwich. <laughs> Do you need a sandwich, Dylan? Is that why you're cranky no. right now? What kind of energy are you bringing into this one, Delaney? If, if we know what kind of energy Dylan is bringing. Ooh. Grandpa? Sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> I will state for the record that you two know that I go to bed early and you scheduled this for. Your bedtime? Seven. It's starting at 7.30. I don't know. This could get late. You and Andrew's daughter have the same bedtime. <laughs> she is my best friend. That is that is true. Let's kick this thing off with our experiences with the series. Why don't you go first? Because I assume you have the least. <laughs> yeah, so. I guess we should also maybe get that out of the way here. I have not played as much of this game as the other two people on the on the episode with me here, so... I'm here mostly as host, and also I have played a little bit, so I can share my brief thoughts and opinions. But yeah, I'm way earlier on in the game. I think both of you two have rolled yeah. credits and have done some of the probably the seasonal stuff that's that's going on now. So you two will be giving verdicts at the end. I will not. So 
my experience, I played a little bit of three. Uh, I think I played, I, I'm sure I must have had to have played some with you at some point, Dylan. I yeah, remember probably. playing with Joe, like couch co-op. We played for like a, an afternoon one day at my house. It was pretty fun. And then I tried to play it again a little bit after he left and was just like, yeah, I'm not really vibing with this by myself. So then it was really kind of the aesthetic of four that made me want to try it. I liked the more realistic, the kind of darker, grittier vibe they were going for. Uh, I played the beta and had a good time with that. But then on, on like the third day of the beta, I was dying from some sort of illness. So I didn't really get to play as much as I wanted. And then I picked up the game at launch. I played with you guys a couple times. I've played by myself enough to get into like act two. So I'm like a quarter of the way through the story or whatever. And that's kind of where uh, Final Fantasy came out and I, I stopped playing. So yeah, it it's still installed. It's not one that I'm like done with and that I don't like. And, you know, I, I tried it and it wasn't for me or anything. I had a good time when I played it and I plan on going back to it. I just haven't yet. You've yeah. also done that one random mission or quest in Act 3 that I accidentally did for you. True. Yes, I do have some progress in Act 3. <laughs> just because Thanks. of the way the co-op system works <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> didn't know it <laughs> my bad yeah yes. so that that's it for me uh delaney since you're our guest on this episode i'm gonna kick it to you what's your experience in history with the diablo series just to piss everyone off like all all the true gamers didn't play one or two so already my opinion is gonna just be invalid there um three i played I guess I must have played the campaign at some point. I know I did at, at some point, but really mostly what I played of three was this season. And I think you kind of nailed it, Andrew, when you said it's more fun multiplayer. Like it's fine by yourself. It's a right. good little like I don't tend to play it. Just focus on that. And that's it. I'll like have, you know, a podcast, not yours, obviously. Obviously. Or that's fair. <laughs> I'll have just like something playing in the background or I'll play it with a friend or Dylan or whatever. It's a much better multiplayer or like not full focus. I still think of it as a cozy game, which I know a lot of people would disagree with, but it's kind of a mindless one sometimes, which I appreciate. And four has been a really interesting experience because it's a lot like three but it's also really different but it's it's been fun to explore and and get kind of new new parts of diablo which i was kind of done with three it was getting a little repetitive so it's nice to have like new content there yeah i definitely agree with you saying that it you know it's like a cozy game it's a a podcast game something you can do while you're without like your full attention necessarily kind of just vibe out to it so I don't know that a lot of people would argue at that point. So you had been playing with playing three quite a bit to the point where you were like, I feel finished with this experience. And so then you were excited for something new with four. Yeah. Um. I, what Dylan, we played like for a while, we played every season and then it got to be like one of us would get interested in a season every couple of seasons and then we'd play it together. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's really the beauty of like games like Diablo is that they are almost set up in a way where you pick it up, you play it for, you know, a few weeks or whatever, and then you kind of just like leave it for a, a few months or more, and then you can just pop back into it again and play it for a few weeks whenever you want to. 
but it's got that really great like small objective so you get that little endorphin rush when you like complete a little objective that are so quick and easy to do and it keeps you kind of stimulated and motivated they also added like character creation and customization in four which is a, a big deal for me <laughs> did yeah, you actually take default. do you take character creation seriously dylan thinks it's ridiculous no yeah i like i love a good character creator i like messing around with like i don't necessarily get into like the the weeds of like nose shape Mm-mm. and size and stuff like that but i like to tweak hairstyle and colors and build and definitely like armor and aesthetics and go for like a vibe like I've been playing in the Necromancer and so I'm like using a lot of reds on my my outfits and stuff. So yeah, I, I like that kind of stuff in games. It was fun to actually have that option. Was that an option in any of the other ones, Dylan? I know it wasn't in three. It wasn't in three and I don't think it was in two. And I played one so long ago that it's... Uh, I doubt that it was the thing. And one in one, I think, might have even come out in the 90s. It might have been like 2000, 2001, something like that. But one one was an old game. Um, All right. Well, I didn't need the how old am I punch to yeah, the face tonight, you know. but that's fine. 1996. Yeah. So I, I don't think character creation in the way that we think of character creation was re- like you may have been able to creates a character but pick your polygon yeah uh it was not really like a or pick thing. your sprite yeah and then i don't remember that it really being a thing in diablo 2 ever um i think diablo 2 is probably like diablo 3 i've played diablo 2 a lot more recently but i don't i i personally wouldn't really pick it out because i just went whatever was the default and just kind of started the game <laughs> so if there You're was a character creation actually a monster yeah, if there was a character creation, it, it wasn't in depth enough. Like it, it definitely wasn't as in depth as Diablo Four. So, right. And I, you, I would. Do you use character creation in any game, or do you just do the default in every single one? The most I usually will do in a in a character creator is like change the hairstyle, and that's it. Do you give them a beard or anything? Well, I mean, that's part of your hair stuff. Oh, okay. You know, you're part of the problem. <laughs> Well, I don't I don't mind there being character creators and I'm I am pumped for people like you and Andrew who enjoy them. And when there's a really cool one that's made, I just personally I'm like, I don't 99 percent of the time I'm going to be wearing some armor that covers my character anyway. So none of this is going to matter. And once I get, you know, once I get into the game, I don't mind as much plus like i've done enough where i've like attempted like the one time i attempted to do a character creator was mass effect uh and then i had to pull that character through three saves mass effect one (laughs) two and three and he looked bad in every single one of them so i was just like you know what i'll just do the default and i'll just put some hair on people and that way if my character is constantly in cutscenes, it looks fine you know I legitimately restarted Mass Effect 1 because I did not like the way my character looked. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> I had made it at least an hour into it. I think Diablo 4 does it pretty well. You're you're mentioning like armor and stuff because you can continue to customize your character's looks with like transmogging the armor styles and color yeah. palettes and stuff like that. So I, I we've gotten a little bit off topic here already talking about that. But I do think it is a feature that I like about the game. You've, you yeah. touched on it 
sort of in that conversation a little bit, but your history, Dylan, with yeah. the series. Uh, so the first Diablo game that I really played was Diablo 3. I got it at launch uh, at the time. It came out like in 2012 um, while I was in college. And so at the time I was working overnight shifts at a desk at my college. And so Ugh. they didn't care what we did. And so it was just kind of like as long as you were you just awake, had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just had to be there so that if anyone got locked out of the dorm, like I could let them in. And so I got Diablo three and just, you know, played through that campaign over the course of a summer uh, where I was staying up overnight. So it was a lot of fun. I thought the like it was my first I had played Diablo like games a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like there was a game called Fate um, that we had back on a computer like way, way back in the day. I think it's made by the people who make the Torchlight games now. Oh, okay. Which is another like Diablo type of game. Yeah. And so I've I've enjoyed like all of those games. Um, and so it wasn't the first time I'd ever seen anything like Diablo. It was just the first time playing a Diablo game. So I played through that and I picked up Diablo 2 probably sometime within that next year because I enjoyed Diablo 3. But back when Diablo 3 launched, you kind of just like it was before that it really had seasons and it was before a lot of the stuff that's in the game now was in there. Uh, and so I picked up two because I wanted to do more in it. And I had always heard great things about two and two is good. Uh, it's just old. Right. Like we said, the original game came out in like 96. I think the second game came out either in like 99 or 2000 or something like that. So it's it's gaming has come a long way <laughs> since Diablo 2 has come out. Yeah, 2000. And, and so, you know, Diablo 3 came out 12 years after that. So I was essentially going back 12 years to play and throwing out all of the, you know, quality of life improvements. And so I got like a couple of acts into Diablo 2 and was like, OK, I've experienced enough of this. I'm, you know, going to move on to some other game or do something else. And then didn't play Diablo 3 for a while, but eventually like picked it up on Xbox because it was on sale and it was like a good co-op, like couch co-op game, like you were saying, Andrew, which is where I think Delaney got introduced to it. You actually bought it for me for a present one year. Oh, okay. Well, that's apparently how it got introduced. Uh, Back before there were like expansions. I think I was was trying to figure it out. I think I had like four different versions of that game over however long it's been out because I eventually bought it for Switch and I think I bought like the expansion, like the, I don't was like there the like complete a complete edition or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I, the, I think uh, I had three like, or four souls or something. Oh. Yeah, Reaper of Souls edition. But I think you bought me the original when we were living together in Oxford. Ah, uh-huh. okay. I think I remember having it there. Yeah. So it was it was a good like little couch co-op thing that we would all, you know, like me and Delaney and our siblings would get together and play. <laughs> oh yeah. And, you know, it was kind of a nightmare because like everyone's getting loot and so you have to like wait like i would go through my loot and then like you're all on the same screen and it doesn't split the inventory up and so i'd go through mine and then delaney would go through hers and then mikey would go through his and then rory would go through his and whatever and mikey took so long every single time like we would drag him through dungeons so he would get like five levels and he would 
he would get five levels of dungeon, but every time he would have to respec his whole character. And it was like, yeah. come on, man. We, we are <laughs> yeah. all on the same screen. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun game to play like together. And that's when I started, you know, just like, oh, there's this little, you know, seasonal thing, you know, let me try that out. And so essentially what it is, is you start fresh, like you create a new character that starts at level one and you don't have any of the gold, any of the items that your other character, because you've got like a little shared stash. And so you don't have any of the benefits of any of that. And so you start over from scratch and try to complete all these new objectives and so i tried that out had a lot of fun with it you know it's for me diablo eventually kind of hits the point where i've done what i want to with the character and so this was giving me a reason to continue to play it you know i'd get into a season for a few weeks you know complete the objectives and whatever and then put it away for you know a few months and then eventually like come back to it and so eventually delaney got into it and we just kind of kept playing through seasons of you know sporadically not every season i don't think but you know often enough you know there there'd be at least a a couple times a year where one of us would be like you know like i popped into diablo season on my switch you know like let's start you know playing it um and so we would and so i was excited with diablo 4 came out uh, or was coming out because it's been a long time uh since a diablo game has come out and had played the beta played the game had a lot of fun with it. Have you even played Diablo Immortal? Although I didn't really stick with that one very long. It's not bad. It's just I don't really play mobile games. Like it's if you if you want a free version of Diablo, uh, just to like test the waters. Like that one's not a bad place to start. So yeah, um, I guess that's my experience with the series. It's probably the game that I've bought the most because I have the like I bought Diablo three on my computer then i bought diablo 3 like the base version on my 360 then i rebought like reaper of souls like that edition because it came with the expansion and because it was on sale and i didn't feel like putting the disc into my uh <laughs> xbox anymore classic and then i bought it on switch so it's a really good switch game it is a really that's, good switch game diablo 3 on switch is peak i was really disappointed that it Four hasn't come out on Switch yet. Four will not come out on Switch. It's not the Switch can't handle it. They would have to do it like a like a streaming game, but at this point they'll probably just wait for whatever the, the Switch successor is. Switch two. It's not bad buying a game that many times when it's been around for like eleven years or whatever before yeah. the, the new one comes out. You know, it's spread out over that many years is not too bad. No. Yeah, it's yeah. just like buying a new Call of Duty every two years. Yeah, and aside from the first time, like I don't think I've ever paid full price for it. Like it routinely goes on sale for like 10 or 15 bucks. So, you know, it's one of those that I picked up multiple times on sale for less than a new game costs today. <laughs> so, so I've kind of touched on it. It's probably going to be a, a point of comparison throughout the whole conversation, but what are some of the like main things that come to your mind when you think about the differences between Diablo 3 and Diablo 4? I don't, this is not a difference whatsoever. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the one question you ask, everybody Perfect. says it's a difference. I haven't noticed it, but I don't really think the aesthetic is that different between three and four. I don't think it's darker. I. It feels very similar. Blaine turns the brightness up on her games a lot. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> so. Never mind. 
Well, I mean, a- aesthetically, yeah, like it, they, it has there's... a more realistic look. Diablo Four does yeah. versus Diablo Three, which was a little bit more cartoony. Yeah, Diablo Three looked a lot more like WoW, whereas this game is going for. I mean, it still has kind of an art style to it. I wouldn't say they're going for like you know photorealism or anything, but definitely like the marketing and everything felt like, hey guys, we're going back to the dark Diablo. Get excited and. I mean, the opening cutscene and everything with the the blood ritual and all that stuff. It's like, I don't think that would have looked quite as cool in the Diablo 3 art style. But well, the the Diablo 3 cutscenes are much different than the Diablo 3 art style as well. So, oh, well, there you go. So maybe that's part of it, yeah. too, is that the actual gameplay kind of maintains that vibe throughout the whole experience. And there's a lot more like colorful things in Diablo three which some people on the internet absolutely hate but i don't mind i'm kind of excited for i i give it like a year or so before all of the like hardcore people are done with diablo 4 and move on to something else and then it's just the people who are there to appreciate it and have fun and they can get back to some of the fun stuff like the cow season i want a cow season yeah that would not fly right now probably not it it would be difficult but give it like a year and i think we can get there yeah yeah there there are a bunch of big differences to get us back on topic in <laughs> diablo from 3 to 4 probably the biggest one outside of like the the sort of art style which i also agree with delaney i, I struggle personally to see a huge huge difference but also that's like an 11 year gap too i think maybe i attribute a lot more of the difference to just like well yeah the game's 11 years old like it's gonna look different <laughs> because mm-hmm. all games you know like 2012 you know we're we're talking the difference between like what halo halo 4 and uh you know some of the newer games like there's there's a lot of big differences in 2012 to games now but another huge difference is the open world this is the the first time that there has been a big open world in a Diablo game. Previously, they were all set in like zones. Like there were there were four or five zones in a game, and you could travel in between the different parts of the zones right. freely. And they were all like procedurally generated. This one now has like an overworld that is the same for everybody. And it's a big like you can try like you don't have to teleport most of the time you are going to teleport just because it's quicker. Um, but you could walk from one end to you the could other walk from one to. end to the other yeah. versus in Diablo three. The different acts all had different maps that you could go to. And so that's that's a big difference. Diablo four is has MMO elements basically meaning like when you're in a main town or walking around the world sometimes you'll see other players and you know that really to me doesn't make a big difference i don't i hardly notice uh, but it does allow them to do some cool things too like there are world bosses and world events and stuff that you'll you can run across in the open world and you know sort of link up with other players to get them done and do them more effectively. So that's that's kind of cool. That part has been kind of fun. I haven't done a whole lot of those, but it's nice like when something pops up on the map and it's like, oh, Legion event in like five minutes. There's usually five or six people there already doing it. And 
I've also had people while I'm just getting destroyed by something because I played a sorcerer first and they're real squishy. <laughs> Somebody like multiple times people have hopped off their mount and like come and killed everything and then got back on their way. <laughs> yeah. I very much appreciated. Yes. Mounts. Mounts is another thing that is different. You have a horse to go slightly faster and to get stuck on random objects in the world. And there's a lot of like little technical things that are kind of different. Like in Diablo three, your moves were a set thing that unlocked as you leveled up and then you could choose which ones you wanted to use. But like you always unlocked like this move at level 43 or whatever. And then all of the moves had like, I forget what they called them, like runes or something that changed the way that they worked fundamentally. Um, And so it's like this one, you know, this was a tornado. Now it's a big fire tornado or something like that. And so, so that's how skills worked in three and four. You have a big skill tree to reset your, like it's, it's a much bigger pain to respec in. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it costs money and it resets all your skill points, um, like in-game money, not real money. But yeah, like in Diablo 3, if you wanted to change your moves around, you could just change them um, and you could save loadouts and stuff um, so that you could swap between different builds and, you know, it would change your armor, change everything for you. Um, Diablo 4 doesn't have that yet. Like I'll say yet because I don't think Diablo 3 had that when I played it through originally like i think that's something that they added over the 12 years that it was out yeah i was gonna say they definitely have plenty of time to tweak this game if it's gonna be another like 10 to 15 year life yeah but this one yeah it is like you get like 48 skill points that you can reset and then you have to like like assign them differently or whatever for each build which makes it a little bit more of an annoyance Um, it's better than diablo 2 which had a skill tree system but didn't let you respec at all, I don't think. Um, so if you made the wrong decision, you were just stuck. But uh, so that's a bit different. Um, Diablo 3 also, like a lot of the end game builds, focused around sets of gear. And so like you, you'd you have your you know blue gear, your yellow gear, your orange gear, like uh, various rarities, and then you would have green gear. And the green gear was all like one set. And it usually drastically changed, you know, it would be like this move now does 10,000 times more damage or whatever. And so it would drastically change like how the character felt and played um, because it was sort of prescribing like a, a build play style versus Diablo four, which focuses more on like you have all of these different aspects that you can collect throughout the game and you can put them on various pieces of gear and sort of make your own build. There's not like you a set that drastically changes it. Like there are aspects that empower the moves that you use, but it's not as like big of a difference as Diablo three was. So like, that's kind of a big difference that I see. Uh, The classes are different. None of like almost none of the classes that I played in three or in four yet yet as well they they are going to be releasing more but so what did you play in three mostly witch doctor that tracks. Witch doctor was yeah witch doctor was the class that i played a ton of i also played some barbarian but i also played 
I want to say Templar, but I don't know if that's the actual name for it mm. or if it was Crusader. And then, so like those were the, like the main ones that I would play. What classes did you play in three, Delaney? It's funny we have like no overlap whatsoever. I played Demon Hunter 90% of the time. And then occasionally I dabbled with what, witch or wizard or. Yeah. I think wizard, but that was pretty much it. And so I thought sorcerer would be like the natural comparison. So I played that in the beta and I liked it. And I've been playing it in four or in the actual release. And it was fine. I just was very squishy and felt like I wasn't doing a whole lot of damage and it was getting a little frustrating, but I just kind of thought that was, you know, the game. And then for the season, I switched to Necromancer and it's so much more fun. Yeah, that's what I'm playing as a Necromancer. And I was kind of I was kind of feeling like you where I didn't really feel like I was doing much or didn't know if I was doing things like any kind of optimally. And I wasn't. So I looked up a build. And once I had like a, a guide to follow to kind of actually give me a consistent play style, I don't even really need help doing things in the in the game. I'm just like me and my little army are just like stomping yeah. through all these catacombs and dungeons and caves and stuff. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. What are you playing, Dylan, in four? I went through the campaign as a druid and was not really feeling it very much, uh, at least initially. Um, I've since come around on it. Um, so I, once I finished the campaign, I started a barbarian, um, because you can like, once you finish the campaign, you can just skip the campaign and start a new class. So I played barbarian, um, and really had a lot of fun with barbarian. I like barbarian in this game. And then this season I've been playing sorcerer. It's been fun. Um, but it took me a while to find a build for sorcerer that I like to have one now that I'm enjoying, but the first couple I tried, I just didn't feel like I was really doing a ton of damage. And that was kind of like Druid as well. Um, like I played through and I just was like, I, this doesn't feel like I'm, I was using a build, uh, like a guide, yeah. but it was like the, the whole thing of the Druid is like, it can shape shift, uh, like you can shape shift into a wolf or a bear or whatever. Uh, and the build that I was using for a lot of the campaign wasn't doing that. It was just like, these are the moves that on paper do the best damage or whatever. Uh, and so to me, it it wasn't fun and I wasn't enjoying it. I have since swapped to like the thing where like builds where I can shape shift into a wolf and a bear. And those are a lot more fun. Um, I'm enjoying those a lot more. Uh, and Druid, like some of the classes Druid in particular seem way more reliant on like certain special armors in order to like kind of make them work efficiently those armors don't stop don't start dropping until you're at like level 50 and playing sort of like end game stuff so leveling up to 50 kind of sucked for for me as druid until i made the swap to a werewolf so on the subject of builds and armor and and whatnot four is a little more overwhelming i would say trying to figure all of that out and maybe it's because people are still figuring it out because um i will shamelessly cheat and use a, a guide on what i'm supposed to do but the aspects are almost too much for me to even want to bother dealing with i'm not playing diablo to think that hard I'm not <laughs> not doing that 
Yeah. So like with my sorcerer and probably part of the reason my sorcerer wasn't as powerful as they should have been is because I just could not be bothered to deal with the aspects. I did not have the mental capacity to put an aspect on anything. There was too much. Why? Why can you have the same aspect on five different pieces of armor? I'm not trying to like figure out which one is the best and that was it was too much. Too much. I don't have that mental energy. Yeah, because that that to me is probably the biggest difference that's affected me from Diablo three to four is just kind of like Diablo three. It was pretty easy to make a build. You just kind of picked the moves that you wanted. You picked and and like the armor. It's like even if you were looking up a build, it's like these are the like this is the chest piece that you want, and it only drops as a chest piece. Like it, it doesn't drop as like a weapon that you then have to disenchant and then put the enchantment on like a different piece of armor or something like that. And so it's a lot less complicated and a lot easier to just be like, okay, I'm going to make this build. Whereas Diablo four in theory gives you a lot more freedom to kind of make your builds or whatever. But also I would venture to guess that a lot of people who played Diablo are kind of like, you know what? I, I, I'm not really playing it because I want to turn my brain on. I'm kind of playing it because I want to kill a bunch of demons with my brain off, you know, watch numbers go up. Exactly. And you can do that, but you occasionally have to like sit down and be like, okay, now I'm going to like put all of my aspects in the right place, Um, which like the builds online tell you like, you know, put this aspect on this piece of armor or whatever. And so it's not like super complicated, but it is way more complicated than Diablo three was. And it's a lot more. The, the loot is a bit stingier than it was in Diablo three. Again, Diablo three has kind of ebbed and flowed uh, throughout its 11 year, 12 year lifespan. So the loot, in Diablo 3 did not always drop like it does now. Um, but it's a lot easier to get the things you want in Diablo 3 versus in Diablo 4, where sometimes you just keep trying and trying and trying to get a, a specific piece of gear to drop and you can't get it. So It kind of sounds like we don't like Diablo 4, but I really have enjoyed it so far. Like, yeah. I, I think one of the strong points of 4 as compared to 3 is the, the variety they've added with things to do you have a lot more options so i mean you can do dungeons you can do cellars there are a billion side quests to do the whispers are kind of like the bounties from three but those are constantly changing and you can do as many as you want but then they've added like hell tides and world events and things like that and the pvp so now there's more on that side too which keeps it more interesting for longer yeah and, you know, it's it's one of those games, too, where it's it's not, in my opinion, designed to be the only game you ever play for the rest of your life sort of thing. You know, it's definitely designed to be a game where you you play the, through the campaign or whatever you play through the as much of the season as you want to. And then you put it on a shelf and come back to it, you know, when a new season starts or something, you know, like it's it's a game that has a lot to do. But it's also not like all of the variety of things to do. It's not like I guess what I'm trying to say is it's it doesn't feel like it's a job to have to do it. You know, like it's not like, oh, I'm missing out on this or that if I don't do this event or I don't do that. Like it's it's just kind of like, oh, I I feel like doing this right now. You know, you can say it. It's not like Destiny. 
Well, yeah, or wow, yeah, or, wow. you know, like any, it, it's a much more laid back experience in my opinion. I don't disagree with you, but the whole time you were talking, all I could think about is what game is the only game that you'll ever play again? Like what game is designed to be that? I mean, Destiny. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, big MMOs. A lot of times, you know, it's uh, the only game that they want you playing. But also the Internet, uh, a, a very loud, angry, whiny subset of the Internet thinks that every game that comes out they deserve to play for the rest of their lives. And if there ever comes a time where they've done everything in the game to do because they put 400 hours into it, they get very upset. Dylan is very upset with the internet lately. And we're going to have to do an episode where we let him (laughs) air his grievances and get it out of his system. Uh, We're going to need somebody on that episode to act as the voice of the internet. (laughs) Just to trigger him. Just a really Ooh, you, can, you can come back because Ooh. you already trigger me. So I didn't mention it at the start of the episode like I probably should have, but we are going to save anything that might be considered like a story spoiler and stuff for like a for the end of the conversation. Yeah. We'll put up a, a spoiler wall. But I did want to ask you guys kind of what your general thoughts and feelings about the story, the way it was told, the you know, the length, the stuff like that just kind of general top level and then we can dive into some more you know specific things once we enter the spoiler section Ooh, let me go first on this one because i can be quick i don't care i don't play diablo for the story it was fine. <laughs> i'm right there with you for the bits i have played like there's i'll watch the the pre-rendered cutscenes, but there's something about the like the presentation the camera angle something when they're talking and i'm looking down at like the tops of their heads i'm just like reading it skip reading skip reading skip and then sometimes i don't even read it i'm like yeah okay got it i I gotta go find the thing i'll bring it back when i'm done so i'm kind of right like that is not typically me in games like usually i get invested in the story or at least watch the cutscenes or let the characters talk but in in diablo 4 for some reason i'm just i can't be bothered yeah it really shouldn't give you the option to just skip the whole thing as often as it does. Cause I, I didn't, but it was real tempting most of the time. Yeah. Well, and like, I, I thought the story was good. I enjoyed it. I personally thought the story was better than three. Um, like I, I was very interested to see like Lilith and like how, wh- what they did with all of that story. I don't know how much of it is like, also semi like reliance on your knowledge of Diablo. like you can definitely play through the game and get a complete story without really knowing anything about the diablo universe but it definitely felt like there was way more history in this one than there was in previous diablo games to me anyway did you care about any of the side characters because at least the ones i've encountered so far i don't really care about although i just entered act two and kind of the setup they were presenting there. I was like, oh, I kind of like these guys. This seems a little bit interesting, a little more interesting than the people I was talking to in act one. So maybe there will be some that like win me over. But so far, I'm just kind of like, I don't really care about you or your problems that much. Like I'm doing this because I'm enjoying the gameplay loop. I'm not really invested in like helping you find your mom or whatever. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I had fun. Like, I, I don't know that I would say that I was like super, super invested, but I enjoyed like the, the little story of, you know, the characters in acts one, two, and three who, who kind of come together to be your little party in acts four, five, and six. So, and, and, you know, looking back to it's, you know, tough to remember, like, did I care about this person in act one? Or is it just because of everything that goes on in acts four, five, and six that like now I actually in hindsight care more about them. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, like I had, I, I've had fun with it. Like the side quests can be interesting. They're not, you know, like Witcher three levels of side quests. Um, but it's also, they're not like, if you sit down and you pay attention to them, like it, you're not, it's not going to be like, well, that was a waste of time. Even though a lot of times, side quests and things in general in the Diablo universe end with the person dying uh, just because it's (laughs) gotta be like it's gotta be just the worst one of the worst like video game universes to live in. Yeah, very dark universe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every side quest that starts with I haven't seen this person like they wandered off and they're missing they're dead. 100% of the time (laughs) they are dead. (laughs) Yeah. And the one time the person wasn't dead she was like in uh, she explode like she came back we rescued her and then she exploded like and she died later dead. yeah they die or they turn they're into some abomination every time you have if to somebody is missing for 24 hours just hold the funeral it's over <laughs> yeah uh but yeah like it you know like i i thought the story was good um i thought it was fine like you know is it the the best video game story i've ever experienced no but it it was enough to keep stringing me along it was longer than i expected as well yeah it was, it was, I thought, pretty well, I don't want to say timed, but the length of it was pretty much right on to get you to level 50 and the end game. Because I think I did that and I didn't do too many of the side quests. I think I did a good chunk in the first area, but I didn't do really side quests anywhere else. And I think I was right at 50 when I finished it. It was perfectly the right length to move on to the next phase of the game yeah i think i i I basically didn't do any side quests unless like i like i picked a bunch up but unless they were like on the path of what i was doing i really didn't pay too much attention to them as like during the playthrough um i was just doing the story and just doing the story i think i ended at about 45 and it took 20 25 hours like it it was a little bit longer than i was expecting it to be um which isn't necessarily a bad thing the first three acts definitely feel much longer than the last three acts um so does the seasonal stuff work like it did in diablo 3 where you replay the game again because playing 25 hours every time there's a new season i mean it's different for everybody but that would be an ask for me uh it depends so once you've beaten the campaign you can skip it and so just you don't jump to into replay. the like end game stuff. you can just well, you still start at level one, but you just go in and rather than like because the campaign kind of locks a bunch of stuff off, like you don't have a mount until right the end of like chapter three. You don't have access to like some areas until you like get to them. And so you have access to the whole map and, and everything, but you do still start at level one and you just can go like there are ways to level faster once you've i'm not really using them but like in theory if you eventually you know like in a month or two are like hey i want to try out the season in diablo 
like Delaney and I will probably have max level characters at that point or, or like heavily leveled characters and we could just kind of like boost you through to end game situation the classic video is, game experience that is the one thing i would like to see them adjust fairly quickly with that is it's a pain in the ass to level to like wherever i'm i think i'm level 40 right now on my seasonal character and it's a slog like mm-hmm. it does go a bit slow went pretty it flowed really well when you did the campaign, but just starting from one and leveling yourself up to 50 where you can start doing more open world stuff in the season. Oof. For, 40 is rough. Yeah. So what is the goal of the season? What do you, tr- what, what, what do they use to get you back into the game? Why are you playing it? What's what, what are you doing? So a big part of it is like what I was saying earlier, where it's just like you get to start fresh, you know? Cause like, if you start a, a new camp or a new character in just the regular game after you've beaten it, like you still have access to all that gold, all the stuff, all the, you know, like this is starting over fresh. Um, so that's kind of cool. The for some people, there's also like a season journey is what they call it. That's got like four base chapters and then four like bonus chapters. Um, and so the the chapters give you kind of objectives that most of the time you would have naturally done along the way. And so it's things like, you know, go clear this many strongholds, go do this many side quests, go do, you know, like unlock this or do that or, you know, so it gives you like things that you can constantly be sort of checking off and working towards as you're you're leveling. Which the really big difference the completionist part of my soul of like checking yeah. boxes off. And they usually and you know, starting off like the first couple chapters, I don't take that much work. The further on you go, it they're harder and take longer. So you have that constant little endorphin rush of like, hey, you checked the thing off. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where you're like, you're because after you beat the campaign in Diablo 4, like if you're just playing regularly, you're not doing a season. You're kind of just like, well, I want to either, you know, keep because you beat the campaign around 50, you can technically get up to level 100. Um, So a lot of the end game is either just continuing to level slowly or but like you're not unlocking really much new stuff at that point. And so you're either just trying to get better gear to do things quicker or whatever. So it kind of like peters out um, unless you're just like making your own objectives for yourself and so like for me when i play through it's kind of like once i have a build that is working i'm kind of done with that character you know i'll still hop on and i'll still play stuff but it's kind of like all right this character is killing stuff really quickly now like that's fun but there's no like it's not like world of warcraft or something where it's like okay now i'm gonna go run and run this raid right uh you know it's like no i've got I did the stuff. I have all the gear I need. I could get better versions of the gear that I have, but like, I'm not really fundamentally changing things. And so the season lets you get a build that's working and then gives you further objectives to kind of be working towards. Um, And so that's where a lot of the fun comes. And in Diablo three, they usually like, if you completed all of the stuff that you got a bunch of like cosmetics and stuff. And so that was kind of cool. So far, I don't think Diablo 4 is giving you cosmetics, but there is like a battle pass that's tied to the season that is giving you cosmetics, some free, some that you have to buy the battle pass to get. 
so it's like a little bit different there. What are they charging for the battle pass in Diablo? I think it's ten bucks. Oh, okay. it's so like standard. ten bucks for three months. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 not ridiculous, and everybody who's like losing their minds over their uh, being a battle pass in Diablo needs to just like go touch some grass <clears> and <throat> take some deep breaths because guys, like really, come on. It's nice that the battle pass is completely optional. Like it yeah. doesn't really add anything if you want to have cooler armor or whatever. Love that for you. It's awesome, but you don't have to buy it, which is nice because you've just bought a full-priced game. You shouldn't have to pay extra money for future content. And yeah, I would venture to say that, like, well, I won't speak for everybody else, but the seasons are a big part of what I liked about Diablo 3. So if I had to continuously pay more for them, I just wouldn't have bought like I that should have been included as part of the game because that's why I bought it. Yeah, so the season itself is free. You don't have to pay anything for the season. It's literally just cosmetics that you can get. And like, yeah, the cosmetics are cool. I don't care about character creators. I also really don't care about cosmetics. That's not to say I won't occasionally buy some, but like... You're really the worst. I'm I've seen your Fortnite account, so... <laughs> well, most of my Fortnite account is because I would let my little brother play for like a month when I was home on vacation from college or something, and he would just get me so much Fortnite fortnite bucks or whatever and i would then spend it on what i wanted to fortnite so. bucks he's selling like such an old man <laughs> the v bucks um but yeah the other part of the season and i don't know if it'll continue in four but in three there was usually what we called like a gimmick like it changed some aspect of the gameplay sometimes in a significant way sometimes not really in a, a big way whatsoever but it changed fundamentally how the game played that's what you were referencing when you were talking about cows yeah yeah so like right now this season in diablo 4 is the season of the malignant and there are these like malignant hearts or gems that you can put in your jewelry that you have for your characters and it gives them like a bonus power and so it's a way to get basically like three little bonus powers um in your stuff uh which is cool you know like that's it, it is uh, so far, I haven't noticed it being like a big, crazy difference from regular, but also it's the first season and I'm not into uh, like I haven't gotten to level 50 yet, which is where everything kind of changes for the game. Once I hit 50, I'll know a little bit more about like how big of an impact it makes. Um, but that is like a cool little thing where even if this season isn't the most interesting one, like they they do add like a little thing that tweaks it. You know, in Diablo three, a lot of the like just crazy stuff that ha- like there was one season where I think you got like a a ridiculous like plus 10,000 damage or like plus 10,000 percent damage if you didn't wear sets or something. And so that was like a very interesting season because you were trying to make the best build you could without the sets. There's another season like the season right now has a skill tree that you can go down, which is really cool. Like one of the skills takes away item level requirements. So you can just like create a new character and wear all level 70 gear and level up really fast mm. so that you can get into the end game. So there's a lot of like cool aspects about it. Uh, but the seasons, you know, like that's that's where the longevity of the game really comes in because it's the thing that keeps giving you objectives every three months of like, hey, start fresh 
work towards these objectives and you know play for as long as you want and then when you're kind of done with it put it away come back to it when a new season starts do that you know nice is there anything else you two want to say before we move into spoilers i alluded to like the game changes at 50 and it really does like if you are playing through the game i would heavily recommend just like play through the campaign and once you beat the campaign and get to level 50 like they add so many more things to do um that is a a cool part of it so don't feel like you've got to like do everything before you finish the campaign because there's a lot of reasons to keep playing it after you finish the campaign there there's like hell tides which are basically like a zone that spawns like a ton of enemies that you kill and collect like shards from if you if an enemy kills you you die and lose your shards um and so you can use the shards to like open chests that give you specific loot um so that's really cool the world bosses are also a lot of fun um that you and you can't do those until you hit level 50 so like every six hours or so there will be a big spawn of those the whispers which we've talked about which we can't really say much more about because it also ties into like the campaign (laughs) but there's a whispers system that works like the bounties uh, from Diablo three. That's also pretty fun. So cool. Well, we will listen to a little bit of Diablo four music here. And when we come back, we'll be in full spoilers and there will be timestamps for when we come out of spoilers and when Dylan and Delaney give their verdicts on Diablo four. Full spoilers. Where do you guys want to start? What do you have to say that's spoilery? I don't think Lilith was the villain. I'm going to just say that. I don't think she was. Yeah, the way the way the game presents itself, it's very much just like, I know that she's technically the villain. Like, I, <laughs> I know that. But it's also like, I didn't ever really see her do a whole lot of evil stuff. Like, her whole shtick, the lore part, is that she is the mother of sanctuary and anarius the big angel dude is the father and so like they created sanctuary and like your characters are offspring of them from like a long long time ago and essentially like her whole gift was that she gave free will to the people Mm. and so her whole shtick is constantly saying like well you're free to do whatever you want and then people like kill other people for her and so it's kind of like one of those things where all throughout the campaign, I was trying to figure out if they were doing a like Lilith's not actually bad. Like it's the people that are just like there's evil inside all of them. And so they want to like kill like when they when given the option, they decide to like do horrible things. I'm pretty sure she is actually like kind of evil, but 
it, it's Diablo four. It's the, it's the Diablo world, which we've established as a very grim, dark, terrible place. Uh, and so kind of everything sucks. And so when you compare her to like, even the good guy, angel, like quote unquote, Anarius, he's also awful and sucks a lot. Yeah. And you see them kill way more people than you ever see Lilith kill. And so does she, does she actually ever kill anyone? I don't remember. I don't think she ever actually killed anyone herself. She did definitely summon a demon in the body of yeah. a guy's son. And then we killed that demon, which also killed the guy's son. So like that well, really, was great. Really? We're the bad guys in that one. Yeah, we did. We did kill him, though. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it there's is, it is interesting. Like every single new place you go in Diablo four is just like, oh, we, we've reached a new level of just bad. Like I thought that was bad. But now it's like, oh, no, this is the worst town we've ever been to. And then you just keep going with that. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of bad those those little questions, you know, like things that you see on like the social medias where it's like the last video game that you played is the new video game world you have to live in. Like you don't want this one to be the world that you have to <laughs> have to do. Like, cause it's, it's not, it's, it's kind of like the Warhammer 40 K equivalents of like fantasy. Well, I guess Warhammer fantasy is it? anyway, but it's, it's just like a very sucky place. Um, and so all of the people suck. All of the people are pretty <laughs> much evil. Um, and so Lilith, when compared to them is kind of like, you know like she doesn't seem all that bad and she seems to be making some points <laughs> so so it's more just like warring factions and you happen to be on one side yeah. yeah well and like she is summoning demons and demons do kill people uh and so it's like well that needs to stop like we need to cut that out but also like there's this whole overarching war between heaven and hell and sanctuary was created to be a place apart from that mm. But both sides are trying to like use sanctuary in order to win the war against the other. And so Lilith is also like trying to kind of like she's saying that she's like going to take over hell, but then eventually like she'll probably try to stop heaven from the way to stop the eternal conflict is to win it. Uh, and so she would probably end up just doing the same thing that she said she wanted to stop. Eh, we don't know that. Essentially, you're caught between like your sucky dad and like your kind of manipulative mom, and like both of those suck. <laughs> uh, both options are not good, and you end up being excommunicated by the good guy church, and you're also like not on great terms with Lilith because you killed her. As much as you can kill a demon, because they just come back. So, even having killed her, though, you're on better terms with her than like the good the good guys. yeah the good guy church yeah cuz he's just straight up dead he he dies <laughs> so yeah do you think diablo would be just as good slash where what it is today without all of this like if the story was much simpler and straightforward and wasn't so yeah more heavy like is all that I mean, really necessary <laughs> No, no, it's not because I'm on a podcast with two people who have skipped every cutscene except the pre-rendered ones. So, like, True. there are probably a couple I didn't skip. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't think that it matters all that. It's kind of like the story in World of Warcraft, in my opinion, where Another it's like story I'm not the people who with. are there. I'm sorry, yeah. there's a story. <laughs> 
yeah, like the people who are into it, well, most people who play World of Warcraft hate it. So there's that complication. But like it it's the the story it's the story kind of like, you know, Dark Souls or something where it's like the people who are into the story get super into the story right. and the lore. I would be willing to bet that at least 80% of people who play a from software game don't pay attention to any of the story. <laughs> so but that's kind of the beauty of Diablo is you have so many choices. Like if you are super into the story, love that for you. Solid. You can you can choose to play the whole thing, watch all the cutscenes, do all the things, or you cannot, and it's still fine. You can choose yeah. to only do the side quests, or you just want to do the dungeons, and that's it. Go for it. Love that. So is Blizzard just good at gameplay and bad at story? I mean, I wouldn't say that they're bad at story, although Overwatch, some hype. I mean. I would watch an over. I don't think Overwatch is a good example because I'm not a huge fan of Overwatch's gameplay, and I would watch an Overwatch TV show so much. But, so, but the fact that that doesn't the exist way is it the way they're presenting the story? Because I don't think the story in Diablo is bad. I think it's no, yeah, probably pretty decent. But it was just really hard to get into. It's a hundred percent it for me with Diablo. It's just like I can't. It was the same way when I played like Fire Emblem Three Houses. There's just certain types of games and ways that stories are presented where it's just much harder for me to engage and get invested, even if the technically the quality of the writing and the the setting and all that is interesting on paper and should be my thing. It's like there's it does presentation and just yeah, style and stuff like that does yeah. play a big big part in it for me. Yeah, well, because like you said, for the most part, a lot of the scenes are just kind of like slightly zoomed in sort of top down views of characters talking or walking around or doing something versus like if you actually like cut into like, you know, made it more cinematic, made it more like there's definitely a lot of like cinematic scenes in Diablo 4. Yeah, way more than there were, I think, previously in other games. But uh, still a lot of the story is kind of told from sort of that like top down like here's a text box read the text box maybe there's like voiceover with it or not you know like not always um and so there's a lot of times where it's just like oh, okay like i'm just gonna like skip through the or just read it real quick and then hit a to go on to the next one or just skip it in- entirely and so you know like there's i do think if i do think more people would pay more attention to the story if it looked more like a tv show or something you know like more traditional cutscene type of style yeah yeah they could take the text boxes straight out because you don't have a choice like don't make me click it that it's infantilizing like you're just giving me something to do you don't have to that's fine i didn't i didn't need to click yeah i mean and I'd be interested to see if eventually down the road they add in some like, you know, I want to pay attention to the story mode or just like my default option when stuff pops up is to skip because there was in Diablo three. Eventually they came out with what was called adventure mode, which like anytime there would have been a cutscene, it just skipped it automatically and you just like went went directly into it. So so I think there's some precedent for that i didn't think it was a bad story no it definitely ended uh on more of a cliffhanger than like three did like three was a complete story and then the expansion for three was like its own complete story just shorter whereas diablo 4 definitely you can kind of tell that they're leaning more into 
the games as a service seasonal thing because they definitely left the ending of Diablo 4 as like, oh, okay, like this is going to be a, there is more to this story. Like it is not just a wrapped up in a little bow sort of situation. Like you, you complete the, like you defeat Lilith part of it, but then there's definitely way more coming. And so we've seen that a little bit in the seasonal content because there's a, like a continuation of the story that is going on a little bit in the, in this season. And I think they've said there's at least two expansions coming. So is there anything else um, like story wise or or in the game that's worth bringing up in the spoiler section? Because, I mean, we've are we've mentioned it multiple times. Diablo is about the gameplay. There is the story there. So, I mean, I didn't expect this spoiler section to be one of the longer ones we've done, but I don't want to yeah. leave anything unsaid necessarily. Um, No just lilith no i mean like her her thing yeah i was a little surprised diablo hasn't shown up yet in the game i'm pretty sure he's like in in the first diablo game you fight diablo right that's like the whole point in diablo 2 you're following a dark wanderer who has a soul stone with diablo in it uh and so at the end of the game i think you fight diablo in diablo 3 you're collecting soul stones again or whatever and then you get betrayed and Diablo comes out and you fight Diablo at the end of Diablo three. And so I was kind of like expecting somewhere along the way. It's like, Oh, tricked you. The last act is going to be like Diablo's doing some stuff and you're going to like team up with Lilith to like, to fight Diablo. Uh, and that's going to be like Diablo four. Uh, but so far we have not fought Diablo. Um, so I assume that'll be in one of the expansions or right. something. That's so. what I was going to say is, do you think it'll be like in a, in a major expansion or do you think that's something they would try to shove into seasonal content? Yeah, I think it'll be a, a major expansion. Cause like the seasonal content, it seems like a continuation of the world, mm. I guess, more so than a s- continuation of, of the story. story. Yeah. yeah. Cause the story, uh, I forget her name. What's her name? Um, what's the what's the girl's name who got her arm chopped off? I don't know. I forget what it is, but she like you've got Lorath, you've got the little girl who I forget her name. She's not little. I'm sure she's like 18 or like she's an adult, it seems like. Um, and then you've got uh, the guy who is in chapter two, who Andrew was saying he's a little bit more invested in, but not invested enough to remember his name. I mean, you're not remembering his name either. So yeah, but I also played this like a couple months ago. So the story ends with her kind of sailing off Mm. with the soul stone that has Mephisto in it because Mephisto is like Lilith's dad and is like in a soul stone that this girl has. And so everyone's like oh that's a bad idea but it's not diablo and so like that part of the story is what i assume will be picked up in uh an expansion versus right now it's like oh yeah there are these malignant monsters coming out now um and it's just kind of a continuation of like something we did must have made these come out so i haven't necessarily seen i don't think you'd be missing something if you missed this season story-wise you know gotcha it's got a story, which is cool, but it's not something that's like pertinent from what I can tell so far. Cool. Well, with that, let's go ahead and roll into our verdicts for this episode. 
So the way we rate games is on the classic A through F scale that you should be familiar with from school. Uh, But above A, there is S, and S is a masterpiece. So knowing that, Delaney, where would you rate Diablo 4? I would at least, I would say it's, I would say it's an A. It's exactly what I wanted out of it. Like, if you're comparing, I, hmm, comparing it to just all games in general, I don't know. But is it exactly what I wanted when they announced Diablo 4 was coming out? Yes, it is. <laughs> exactly. And I, th- I think they still have some tweaks to make to make it flow better. Like, the season right now, the leveling is so slow and painful. I think that is an easy adjustment they could make moving forward. But it's exactly what I wanted out of Diablo. It's brainless fun. Um, it's real fun to play with other people. It, it The story is not why I play it whatsoever. So that part I really don't care about. And it's got all of those little objectives that make my brain happy. Yep. It I is am. technically couch co-op as well. Yes, I've I've done it. I forgot to mention that, but Joe and I played it uh, one afternoon and then he ended up picking it up on PC and playing through it. So, yeah, we we had a good time playing it. The couch co-op works really well. They worked out a lot of those pain points that you were mentioning when you were talking about Diablo 3 as far as like opening screens and stuff like that. It's definitely you can tell there was like a 11 year gap between games. But uh, my one real complaint and it's not huge, but it, it I don't don't like it the map there's too much going on i can't (laughs) i don't dylan has heard this complaint many times i don't like the map it's a pain in the ass to read he will mark something with a little pin why bother letting you mark something with a pin if it's indecipherable from the rest of the freaking map make it bright make it bright and flashing i can't see where anything is if i mark a quest that i'm working on why is it so hard to find on the map where that quest is? Why? Why is your map have so much going on that it's unusable? This is also somebody who didn't want to play The Witcher 3 because too much was going on. I didn't... Wait, is that why I didn't want to play The Witcher? That was one of your many excuses for not I playing didn't like one the of the combat greatest games in The Witcher. Time. Dylan, where would you rank <laughs> Diablo 4? <laughs> uh, I would also rank it at an A. I think I gave diablo 3 and a on our youtube channel which you can find but i would also give diablo 4 and a um it's a different game for sure and you know this is an a for me personally as someone who is a diablo fan and who enjoys the diablo gameplay and you know like delaney was saying this is what i wanted from a new diablo game like it's shinier it's new there's a lot going on and like I'm having a lot of fun with it. You know, there's definitely a lot that I see that they can make improvements of. Yes. Even the map I think uh, can be improved because there are a lot of, you know, like little, just little pain points that I think, but it's nothing to me that I look at and am like, Oh man, this is like game breaking. This is knocking it down a rank, you know, like it's more so just stuff that I'm like, yeah, like Diablo three, when it came out was not what it is today. You know, like it's, it, evolved into that over many many years and so i'm anticipating diablo 4 also you know like i think it's a very very solid game already 
and I'm looking forward to what they continue to do with it. Um, all the little tweaks and changes that they keep making. Um, as long as they're not only listening to like people who are level 100 who have dumped like three, 400 hours into it and have run out of things to do who are now whining about inconsequential things that don't affect a majority of players. Cause that's, that's another thing. Um, most people have not finished the campaign in this yet. Most people have not made it to level 50 yet. You know, most people playing this game are just playing it and having fun and taking their time. It's not, uh, I think like 60, 70% when I looked at it about a month ago had finished. There's plenty of time, plenty of people who are playing this and enjoying it and having fun. And I think an interesting point of Diablo, whatever number we're going to be on eventually at some point is it feels like a full and complete game already. Like they very clearly finished a whole game, but, and I don't know exactly what their plans are, but based on what they did with three, it will hopefully continue to evolve and be made better. And like, that's kind of exciting. I'm not a huge gamer. So like, I don't know how normal that is for other games, but I don't necessarily look at this as the final product because they tweaked three so much. Like, all of the little complaints I have about four, I'm fairly confident they'll fix and adjust. And I doubt really the map gets changed that much, even though that's what pisses me off the most, probably because I know it's not changing. They might uh, make it like so that you can turn icons off and on so that yeah. it's easier to spot things or something. Yeah. But, but I mean, I fully anticipate all of the like little minor, like, ooh, that maybe doesn't work as well as it should. Like, let's fix that. I Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot of quality of life stuff that will be coming within the next six months to a year. Now that, that will... they have like a bunch of people playing and going, Hey, that's not the best. Yeah. So it's, it's exciting to see. And like I said, you know, this is, this is one of those games where I pick it up, play it for, you know, like I've played it a lot recently because it came out and then the season started. And so I played it more than I typically play a lot of Diablo games. Um, but I, yeah. I foresee it kind of falling into more of a natural cadence of like, okay, I'm going to, you know, a new season just started. I'm going to start up a new character. Uh, I'm going to, you know, go through the season journey, uh, you know, and that's, you know, I'm going to get super into Diablo for, for like a few weeks. Uh, and then I'm going to finish the journey and put it back on its, you know, shelf and play a different game for, you know, three months uh, and then come back when the new season starts or whatever, you know. And so it's it's not one that I feel like I need to sit down and play every single day. It's one that I like to play whenever I'm in the mood for it. And, you know, like we've talked about it before, you know, it's a good cozy game. It's a good game to sit down and, you know, listen to a podcast or have a YouTube video on or, you know, I watched like two seasons of the X Files uh, while playing playing <laughs> it originally, you know. So like, it's I a do good game. want the cosmetic seasonal rewards like we had in three, where like you finish the season, you get like fun wings, or you get. Yeah. I I really I want the pets that follow you around and pick up the gold for you. I want that back. Yeah, that was I, that was a good one, but I feel like that'll come eventually. Yeah, it'll either come eventually or just like, you know, they'll they'll probably tweak some of the the cosmetic stuff because, um, yeah, they don't have pets in this one. They don't have like they have back 
stuff. Um, so in theory, they could let you do like wings or whatever. Um, but it currently is like we have the the little dog we got for being in the beta that sleeps on our back. Um, and then I've got a couple from like Twitch rewards or something. But I liked those little tiny yeah. rewards for finishing the season. Cool. Well, that was our deep dive into Diablo 4. This is normally the part of the show where I have our guest plug whatever uh, whatever thing they do in the, the gaming space. Uh, Delaney, I don't know if you have anything worth that you want to plug or if you just want to take this minute to like say something to the people. Wouldn't it be fun if I had like a secret podcast I could just drop right here? It would be very interesting. I would listen to your podcast. It, it would yeah. be a good podcast. Well, you'd probably be editing it for her. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I would have to know about it. <laughs> That's fair. What would I have a podcast about? I don't even want to like. I feel like it would be one of those conversational ones. I started listening to a podcast Oh, uh, you're going to come on our show and plug someone else's <laughs> podcast? That you're no, not the, worst, even, okay. the worst part is I don't even know what it's called. I like the conversational ones sort of that are just like background noise. Like while I'm working or whatever, I can just have it on. I found one the other day that was just like, it's a podcast and it's one woman. Don't know the name. So this is going to be super helpful, but she just has somebody on and they just like whatever random gossip is going on in their life that, nobody has any idea about like they just randomly were like look what's going on and it was i don't know why but i was really invested in it i feel like you and my wife could do a show like that very easily yep it's just nice to be appreciated well we appreciate you coming on this episode and talking diablo 4 with us i think it's been a good episode uh dylan any housekeeping before we close this thing out we have a youtube channel this one is actually kind of relevant. <laughs> so for once, <laughs> I mean, normally we we plug our YouTube channel, but like we don't necessarily have something to tie it right to. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in Diablo four, if you've made it to the end of this episode and are are interested in it somehow, I maybe should have plugged that part at the beginning. We do have a YouTube video that is about getting into Diablo four and enjoying it as like from a more casual side of things. Um, because a lot of the like if you're the type of person who looks up guides or looks up like videos an overwhelming majority of those kind of things out there are for people who are super hardcore have played 800 hours and are in the end game and so there wasn't a ton of stuff that was just like advice for like people who had maybe never played a diablo 4 game or who were just trying to like enjoy it from a more casual perspective and weren't trying to run the same dungeon 500 times in order to level to level 50 uh, because that was on paper the most efficient way to do it and so sounds awful yeah which is why i put so little stock in the people who complain about how the game is not fun when they they did that (laughs) (laughs) you made it not fun that is the thing about diablo if you're not having fun go do something else there's like 20 things you can do We also have a video out on Diablo three that is also like talking about, you know, like, is, does it still hold up in 2023 spoilers? I think it does, but uh, if you're interested that video, if you're interested in Diablo though, take a look at our YouTube channel. Yes. And 
just interested in some shorter form content from us because we have a, a variety of, of cool stuff over there and we've been kind of yeah playing around and trying some different things over the summer it's been a lot of fun as far as the podcast goes if you can't find the one that delaney was trying to recommend you can always just go rate ours five stars or give us a review that really helps us out in the algorithm and all the feeds out there getting more eyes on the show we would really appreciate it um but yeah yeah and then if you wanted to listen to this one like 400 times so it can be the new most popular one and I can continue my streak, that would be cool. Way less than that, that they would have to listen to it. But yes, please listen to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you liked Delaney's opinions, uh, she's also on the Cozy Games episode that we have and the Quarry episode that we have. And that's it. Yeah, she was also on the Thanksgiving special for Level Playing Field, but don't go listen to that. <laughs> don't it still exists one. but don't go listen to it please for the love of god <laughs> i mean if you guys ever have a diner dash episode let me know for sure i don't think we will but sure <laughs> for sure we will <laughs> keep you in mind for that um but until the diner dash episode that's it for this one we will catch you all on the next episode We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Friendly Neighborhood Gamers podcast. If so, we would greatly appreciate your help in growing the show and the community by giving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other podcasting app that allows it. We also have some great videos on our YouTube channel, including reviews, rankings, and other topics. We would really appreciate you checking it out. And if you want to keep up with everything going on in the neighborhood, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and feel free to jump in our Discord server. We hope to see you there. Links for everything are in the podcast description. Thanks again for listening. And remember, stay friendly, gamers. gamers.